he had to build the T12, and the same thing for the rent and roll. He had to build the rent and roll from scratch, and all other documentation that's required to understand if it's a good deal or not. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, nationwide or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business. Or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has. And you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your 7 com. That's Y-O-U-R, the number 7 day free trial.com get started with this get your seven day free trial and start growing your business even more so than you have been quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action for more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a Syndication School episode that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, we offer free resources. These are free PDF how-to guides, free PowerPoint presentation templates, free Excel calculator templates, something to help you along your apartment syndication journey. And today, I'm going to be answering a very common question 
that I get. And that is how do you underwrite an apartment deal when there aren't financials? So generally, this is not going to be a deal you find on market. The vast majority of on market deals that are listed by a broker are going to have an offer memorandum and then at the very least, at minimum, a T12 and a rent roll. The broker is going to work with them to pull that data together because the broker obviously knows that they have a much higher chance of selling the deal if they are able to show documentation of the historical performance. So this is really only going to apply to off-market deals, whether this be a pocket listing from a broker or a lead that is generated from an off-market lead generation strategy like direct mail or something, this is when this is going to come into play. So let's say, for example, you send out a direct mailer or you get a submission on a landing page you have or someone comments on a YouTube video you have and they say, I want to sell you my property or I'm interested in selling my property. It's 120 units. I've owned it for 35 years and I'm ready to sell it. Now, this is an exact situation that someone I interviewed yesterday, his name is Chris Roberts, his episode won't come out for a while, but he was doing a deal that he was going to close on, I think he said like in a week or something, and the seller had not tracked really anything ever the entire time that they owned the property. No T12, no rent roll, and they also hadn't updated the property in a long time. It was kind of just a thing where they just knew everyone. They were running the leases, and they just kind of collected the rent that way. So how do you underwrite a deal like that? How do you know how to submit an offer? And then how do you even know once you're under contract if you should purchase the property? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what Chris did, and really the most important thing that you need to know that you might not want to hear, but it is what it is, is that it's going to take a long time. This is not going to be a traditional 60 to 90 day close if they don't have any financials whatsoever. Sometimes off-market deals can be closed rather quickly. Other times they could take a lot longer than your traditional 60 to 90 days. And when there's no financials at all, that's going to be the case. So let's kind of break it down into two steps. Step one is from when they initially express interest to getting the deal under contract and then getting the deal under contract to closing. So really all you can do up front without any sort of financials whatsoever is to figure out what the price is, what they want to sell it for, whether for the broker or the seller, and then do some kind of ballpark rule of thumb math, 50% expenses or 45% expenses depending on the market or 55% expenses, figure out what the stabilized rents are going to be, Assume you have to go in there and renovate everything and figure out if it even makes sense in the realm of possibly being a good deal. If you do all this and it's got a negative 20% return, then obviously there's a disconnect somewhere. And that doesn't necessarily mean walk away, but really you want to make sure that the contract price is at least relatively close. Now, I say this, but for Chris's particular example, I believe the initial price compared to what he got under contract for was 20% price reduction, which is pretty big. I think it was like a million dollar price reduction based off of the contract price and the actual closing price. 
So another thing you want to keep in mind up front is make sure that you have the proper contingencies in place in the contract. So you want to have all of your outs available. So if you agree to the contract price or you agree to whatever price they're asking, make sure you're able to back out if the numbers don't pencil in. Because again, it's, everything's completely unknown. So you don't want to force yourself to buy the property at that price or have to lose a large earnest deposit if you happen to back out. So make sure as often as possible that the contract is buyer friendly from your perspective. So contingencies, ideally not earnest money that goes hard, lots of extensions, the ability to extend the contract and things like that. So overall upfront, make sure the purchase price makes sense, it's close. And then make sure you also have all your contingencies. So now what happens after the deal's under contract and then the seller opens up what they have. So one of the main things Chris says to make this process smoother when there aren't any financials involved is to work with the seller directly. So this is an off-market deal that you got directly from the seller, then obviously that's not going to be an issue. But if this is something where there is a broker involved, there's an off-market deal, it's a pocket listing by a broker or... For some reason, the broker brought a deal on market that had no financials. The goal would be to bypass the broker and get to the seller. Because if you think about it from the seller's perspective, and not all, but this is true for Chris's case, the seller was not being very cooperative. wasn't willing to do what was required in order to provide financials. And so once Chris was able to finally get in contact with this seller and asked him, hey, here's what I need, the seller was like, well, why am I going to do all that work for you? Like, shouldn't you be doing that work? So Chris replies, okay, now I understand why we've had so much difficulty. No, that's not the case. We're helping each other out. We're working together to make this deal get done. I'm not going to buy this deal. and No one's going to buy this deal unless they see financials, which means that you're not going to be able to sell it unless you are able to put together financials because not only is the person not going to have confidence in the purchase, but they're not going to be able to get financing on it. So your buyer pool is going to be limited. So let's help each other out here. So once Chris was able to explain that to the seller, he understood why he needed to put together the financials. So Chris says, you want to treat the seller as a friend and like a partner as well, that you two are kind of working together to get this deal done. So then what happened was, is that, and this is, again, as I said in the beginning, the one truth about this entire process with no financials, is it takes a long time. So this is such a good example because the seller literally had nothing. And by the end of it, Chris had thousands and thousands of documents that him and the seller put together one step at a time. So essentially what he did for every single document that he required, he said, okay, what professional is going to be needed in order to accomplish this. So for example, to get a profit and loss statement, you're going to need a CPA to go through all of the bank statements and all of the tax returns to figure out what all the incomes and expenses are. So what Chris did, he said, hey, can you provide this information, bank statements and tax returns to your CPA and ask them to create a profit and loss statement? And then Chris also sent the seller an example T12 and said, so now that we have a historical profit and loss statement, here's a sample T12. Can you, on a monthly basis, 
go in there and update it based off of the operations for the month. Because obviously having historicals is fine, but the lenders don't want to see a continuity from up until the actual sale. So Chris took this process and kind of repeated it for everything. So ultimately he had to build the T12 and the same thing for the rent and roll. He had to build the rent and roll from scratch and all other documentation that's required to understand if it's a good deal or not. And this was a lot of back and forth communication. He said that he, at some points during the process, would be talking to the seller every single day. But each week, this pile of documents grew higher and higher until ultimately he had all the information he needed to adequately fill in his cash flow model. And then he ended up getting the deal at a significant discount to what the seller actually wanted because of the proof. He had the T12, he had the rent roll, he had the financial proof for why the purchase price needed to be reduced. And this entire process from contract to close or from first contact to close, I believe he said took nine months. So usually it's two to three months. So three to five times longer than usual to put together all of those financials. So what was also good advice was Chris's best ever advice, which was to get out of your own way. So what he was saying here is that there's always going to be obstacles to doing a deal. And there's going to be even more obstacles to doing a deal when there's no financials or something is missing. Of course, you could just only do deals that are listed on the market, that are fully documented. But there's a lot of value to be had in deals that do not have the financial documentation. Right? Chris said that this is likely going to be his best ever deal because of how steep of a discount he's getting it at because of his relationship with the seller. So if you come across a deal that doesn't have any financials, Realize that if you want to do this deal, it's going to take a lot of effort and work, but after six months, nine months, a year, you're going to have a deal that's going to pay you back way more than the time that you put into it. So again, don't use that as an excuse not to do a deal because at the end of the day, no matter how much documentation there is, you're really never going to have 100% perfect information to make the deal work. In this step, you're involved in the process of creating the financials as opposed to just trusting the financials that are given to you. So I thought this would be a really good thing to talk about on the show. Because again, I get this question all the time. How do I underwrite deals without any financials? And there's not a shortcut. You can't just do napkin math and then just buy the deal. You can first do napkin nap and then spend a lot of time working with the seller to create the documentation that you need in order to feel confident in the price and buying the property. So if you want to learn more about Chris, his website is sterlingrhinocapital.com. And I think he said that that'd be a good place to reach him. So if you have more questions on this, definitely feel free to reach out to him. And then his show will be coming out in a few months from now. It's Chris Roberts. So make sure you keep that name top of mind. So when you see the episode go live, you know that that is referring back to this episode on how to underwrite a deal without financials. So that concludes this episode. Make sure you check out our other episodes as well as those free documents at syndicationatschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have the best every day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards 
and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.